Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This second series of the podcast is presented under the banner of COVID Connections, and I will be chatting with several of the fabulous people with whom my path has crossed over these challenging past 12 months. My guest today is Algar Gorodema Braid, a citizen of the world and systems leader who is passionate about making a difference. She is allergic to unfairness and injustice and believes that change starts with her. Striving to be of greater service, Algar is on a lifelong journey exploring, wondering and connecting with others in ways and spaces that are not constrained by ego, job titles or roles. Places and ways that foster integrity, courage, authenticity and humanity. Algar advocates the mantra of do what makes you happy, be with those who make you smile, laugh as much as you breathe, love and learn as long as you live. Welcome to this next edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, The sun is shining, it's a beautiful day here up in Scotland and I'm really happy today to be talking to my guest Algar. Um, Now I should have checked, that is how you pronounce your name isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I always think, I always panic when I've spoken, speaking to people, I'm like have I said your name right? (laughs) Yeah you did it perfectly. (laughs) Excellent, well welcome, it's a pleasure to be talking to you today. Yeah, it's my pleasure too, uh, Jane. Thanks ever so much for inviting me uh, to this. And um, I'm in Sutton Caulfield, Birmingham just now. And um, just looking through my conservatory is just beautiful. I've sort of planted a few baskets and the pansies and the geraniums, <laughs> you know, just blossoming this early. So, oh. you know, so it's, it's, it's just a lovely day. It is, and that's... And and there's a strange geographic um, connection that we found when we first started talking to each other. And again, we've never. This is a COVID connection. We've not met in person. We connected through one of the campfire conversations. Um, and yeah, just randomly discovered that you're in Sutton Coalfield, really near where I used to work. Um, and yeah, I can picture Sutton Park as you're talking and walking around. I can kind of picture some of the places that you go to. Which yeah, it's nice. It's always nice to discover those unexpected connections. Yes, yes, and that was um, uh, lovely. And also just nice from a humanity uh, point of view. I am on on this journey just now where I'm just wondering. I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. And just to meet nice people uh, is, um, you know, a dream come true in a sense because I trusted myself that in this time, I will just appear in spaces <laughs> and, and what happens, happens. <laughs> and that's lovely. So thanks for this opportunity and lovely to have come across you. I know, and, and we will definitely uh, find time for a coffee at some point when we can travel and sit and, and chat and maybe a walk, actually. That would be nice. It feels like a nice walk would be a good thing. Yes, a nice walk will be a good thing. And certainly, you know, reintroduce yourself to Saturn Park, perhaps, <laughs> if that's convenient, you know. And I've discovered that they've got a, a Black Root Lake uh, Bistro and they've got um, coffee again at the restaurant at the Bracebridge uh, Lake, you know. <laughs> if, there's, if there's coffee, I'm there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, this coffee really smells nice, oh. especially on mornings, oh. you know. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah, there's nothing, nothing. And I have to, I'm, I'm not actually drinking a coffee, this, because we're recording this in an afternoon, so I actually um, have a really healthy glass of water by my side today, uh-huh. having uh-huh. had my two cups of coffee for the day. <laughs> so as, as ever with these conversations, um, I invite my guests to share some words or a quote, and then we just see where that conversation 
takes us. So I, I believe you've brought two, but if you'd like to share just, you know, one of those and then we will, yeah, we'll meander around, meander around the words. Yeah. You know, so I will take one from your, um, um, uh, little book of big dreams because I found it really resonating. Um, your poems resonate in many, many ways. And when I revisited it um, again this morning, I just looked at the very beginning. And it's amazing, isn't it? When you look at um, uh, books, you have read them, you've looked at them, and yet you just, something just strikes you at that particular time. And um, um, it was just at the very beginning. Um, it's being imperfect is what makes you perfect. And um, I guess it's part of an intro to your book, Explaining Yourself, but that paragraph which says, we are all human, we are living, breathing creatures who mostly strive to do our best with what we have. Sometimes that means daring greatly. Sometimes that means laying low. Often, it means that things don't quite go according to plan and we make mistakes. That is all part of being human. Mm. Blimey. I, I kind of, it feels really strange to have my words read back to me and think, oh, wow, did I actually write those? At the very, <laughs> very beginning. <laughs> kind of got goosebumps. I was like, oh, wow. That's, yeah. And so, well, my, thank you for, re thank you for choosing those words. And I am so, um, it's so nice and kind of, nice doesn't even really do it justice, but to know that something that was in my head and I put on paper has resonated with somebody else. And I think that was, yeah, that was a big part of, of writing for me. Um, and yeah, so. So what was it particularly? What drew you to that quote? That's what I'm curious about, those, those particular yeah. words. Yeah, and what um, uh, struck um, me about um, uh, that is that um, those know, that know me well sometimes have described me as a perfectionist. I have not always seen myself as a perfectionist, but um, I do have the insight that I do strive for high um, uh, standards. And um, there is always that conflict in uh, how do you be you in your daring greatly? And when are you you in a way that impacts negatively? Mm. Um, because I'm, during this journey that I am on, especially over the COVID uh, period, really thinking about intention and impact Mm. Very, very much so. Um, uh, because as you go on to um, say in another uh, poem that I had looked at uh, before, the impact on somebody else can be very different from your intention. Mm. So I've been trying to do some things in ways that reflect not only on what my intention is, but also what it's like to be on the receiving end of me. Mm. And if you take that in the context of um, uh, leadership, then I've also believed leaders reflect, but they also ask for feedback. 
Mm-hmm. And and um, when feedback is given freely or asked for, it's a gift. Mm. Yeah, there's so much in there that, that sparked in, in my head. And I think the one thing that, that really feels quite relevant is, is that idea of um, authenticity, how sometimes it's, I think one of my quotes somewhere says, you know, being your, being your authentic self is so easy yet so very, very hard. And, you know, there's so much wrapped up in there because there's this idea of, well, who, who really am I? Do I really know myself and what's important? But then there's that other side of things around, do you, you know, okay, I, it's easy to say this is what I value, but it's not always easy to put that into practice through your actions and through your words and through your um, presence with somebody else and how you kind of get that consistency and understand that um, I think of um, physics and Newton's laws, every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That idea of, you know, everything I do, it impacts upon somebody else. And how do I, yeah, how do I want that impact to be? Which, yeah, is also tied up in authenticity, but so many different facets which is yeah. fascinating, but so hard sometimes. Yeah, re- really hard and um, quite um, uh, complex too in how we foster relationships mm-hmm. uh, uh, as, um, as such because you could either be kind and understand and accept that your intention might be good, but it's a hazard a negative impact, or you can feel angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, if I am living in my value of kindness and I'm trying to be kind to you and you have taken it wrongly, <laughs> uh, you know, whose feelings matter? Is it mm-hmm. how I feel? Is it how you feel? Mm-hmm. Is it ever communicated? Yeah, and, and that feels that feels very much linked into your last, you know, what you said last around that feed, leaders invite feedback. And I think it's how we make sure people are open to understand what our intention is and give people that, I don't know, open book or, you know, set that environment and that relationship up, which is, look, this is my intention. You know, please don't leave this room or, you know, if I'm facilitating, you know, don't leave this room with things unspoken because... I need to know. If I don't know, I can't learn. But if you can sh- find a way to share that with me, then we can talk about it and perhaps I can learn and, and change and do something different next time. Yes. Yes. And um, that's a practice mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, as, uh, as well because sometimes it's not feedback in the here now. It might be later when it's convenient for that person or something else triggers that um, uh, feedback, either to gift somebody with or to give and the right time. I was saying to my friend as we are um, uh, walking, uh, my sister uh, who is um, in Zimbabwe always gets concerned when I run in Saturn Park um, because she will sort of say, gosh, some of the pictures you have sent, it looks very isolated where you say, <laughs> you know, and that sort of thing. And there's a bit of me getting a little bit, you know, stop mothering. Yeah. You, know. <laughs> you know, so just telling my friend um, um, uh, uh, that, and she was kind of saying, well, you have to accept from her point that, um, you know, she's caring and just accept it for what it is. 
But on the other hand, if we were having the conversation and the time, there might have been an opportunity to share, like I'm sharing with you, yeah. how I feel. <laughs> just just send, send your sister a link to this podcast when it's out and she can listen. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> and there you go. Just listen, there's some feedback in, in here for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing how opportunities arise. Yeah. You see, this is the uh, thing. And yes, and maybe listening at it, it not in such a whereas when you just send a text <laughs> and say stop mothering or whatever, you doesn't <laughs> or or sort of say if I feel this way. Um and you see that um said it it um brings me to another uh quote uh today, you know, something that just again resonated. Uh, with um, uh, how I feel that I was also thinking, I wonder how, you know, my sister would receive this if I ever sent it to her as such, but decided maybe today wasn't the day to send it. (laughs) And maybe another opportunity will um, uh, arise. It was just somebody that somebody tweeted um, as, as such. And it says, sometimes we need someone to simply be there not to fix anything or to do anything in particular, but just to let us feel we are cared for and supported. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was beautiful. Um, uh, as, uh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? And that's often so very hard to do because I don't know about you, but I find my you I find myself always wanting to fix something for other people, and I have to. It's really a conscious effort because I know myself. Sometimes I just want you to listen, but I'm like drawn into that. How can I make it better for you, rather than just kind of sitting there and? So yeah, that's really powerful. I love those words. Thank you. Yes, and um, I've been trying, and this is where it goes back again about being imperfect in what makes you perfect is that starting from the point of I am not perfect and accepting that uh, as a human being. However, I strive to be the best I can be when I can be um, and given the opportunity to be. Then that self-awareness, so I can just see myself when my friend just went flying and obviously uh, being a nurse as well, you want to dive in, you know, sort of thing. And that obviously I came down to her um, to just sort of say, are you okay? But I sort of let her start to move when she was ready. I guess part of that sub- subconsciously um, was, I know sometimes you shouldn't move people just in case they've broken something. Mm-hmm. But there was also a bit of me with that voice because I'd just been... Uh, noticing it this morning when I was looking at uh, some of this and and just sort of said, let her be mm-hmm. and that and just be beside her. Yeah. Uh, as I, and it worked really nice because we slowly, as she then and then, you know, I said, are you ready to come up? I'll help you. And she then said, yes. And it took time rather than grab quick. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, there's real power as well isn't that and that's why I, th- I think walking with walking side by side with somebody often is such an and even often in silence but having that share you know you're walking side you're walking with somebody you know they're there but you yeah you don't necessarily have to do anything or be anything to know that 
you've just got that presence there. Yes, yes, yeah. And is that, and I, and and um, that then that in self awareness and intentionality of actually sort of saying, how am I showing up in that? Mm. Just day to day. And um, it's okay that sometimes I might not even think about it or remember. So I'm not going to persecute myself about mm. it, but it's something I'm trying to practice. Mm. And what, yeah. are the, what are the sort? I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I, I too have the tendency to be a perfectionist and, you know, be, be really hard. I'm, if anybody else, you know, gets something wrong or makes a mistake, I'm fine. But if it's me, I'm like, oh, I should be perfect. I shouldn't make those mistakes. So, what, what sort of things or how are you, you know, looking to explore some of that and help yourself just take that pressure off the desire to be perfect? Yeah, some of the things I have found really um, uh, helpful in noticing, being self-aware, I notice when I am upset and I get upset sometimes with myself because I want to be perfect or I've done something that I sort of think I could have done differently uh, or something else has upset me. And my first sign is a lump in my throat, you know, is my usual um, and knowing that something is bothering me. And sometimes I might not even know what it is because I've been doing all sorts of different things. I then give myself space, mm-hmm. if I have time, to just think about what it is bothering me. Or if it's something that I know is, is what it is. is um, Sometimes I, I've always used, and this has always been a practice over years, uh, what I call boxes. Um, um, they're not real boxes. Um, however, I put things in there. Some things might need dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Some things might be for later. Some things is just noise, and I've got to just leave it. Some things I'm not ready <laughs> because just too difficult. A little bit of a no go area so some of the learning lately has also been how do I sit in my discomfort Mm. uh, as such and just sit with it and that has come from a little bit more insight around quotes like this you know that I'm human Um, quotes about empathy Mm. and compassion and that starting with yourself And that didn't make any sense um, uh, until very lately for me, Uh, that self-compassion, what exactly is it, Um, uh, other than (laughs) (laughs) self-indulgence. As such, uh, because uh, my other saying is, I don't have time to lick my wounds, you know. (laughs) And somebody did say to me, that sounds harsh. And I just couldn't understand why could that be harsh? I saw myself as, you know, this person who is very resilient and, and you know, and just get on with it, really. So, yeah, so slowing down and noticing, um, sitting in my discomfort. And again, um, sometimes people don't always understand that because when I said to somebody about sitting and my discomfort very recently, they said, well, that's not kind, you know, <laughs> so are you being kind to yourself? So conversation, really important, um, you know, because it's the conversations we don't have that are often a source 
of misunderstanding. And so those conversations could be with myself in the reflection of, well, why am I this upset about it? What is it that's making me, and is it shame? Is it guilt? Um, is it because I'm expecting me to have done better? And then you remind yourself that, yeah, I'm only human, but also it then ties in with, you know, being sorry um, and, uh, and avoiding doing that again if, if, if you can, learning mm -hmm. uh, from situations. Or some things just let, let go. <laughs> just watch, yeah, I've got to just, just put it on the stream and let it float downstream and watch it go. Yeah, yeah. And just let go. Yeah, so it's a whole mixed bag mm -hmm. uh, of all those, depending on how I'm feeling, where I am, who it is, what it is, you know, um, as such. And one thing that sort of kind of binds all that is also allowing flexibility and not just being rigid. And because my tendency is I'm comfortable with the unknown. So it's like, let's be and let things emerge. Mm -hmm. and happen, but anchor them in mm -hmm. your values, how you want to show up in your values. So sometimes I will ask myself, well, was that kind? Is that how kindness show? Mm -hmm. So, And how would I want to see kindness showing, mm -hmm. showing um, up about I wasn't kind? And I think, you know, your point there about self-compassion being difficult and often tied up in, and, and there's almost that, I don't know whether it's a fine line or a grey gray sort of murkiness between what is seen as self-indulgent. And sometimes that's a, seen as negative. It's all you're indulging yourself. But actually, why shouldn't we? And that self-compassion isn't all about fluffy towels and pet, you know, rose petal baths and candles. It's about giving ourselves permission to make mistakes and not, you know, not feeling guilty if we didn't do something we think we should have and those kind of things so it's you know there's a real sort of I find a, like a grayness between those things but also and and this is I you know I find fast you, you mentioned you're a nurse and you know your compassion for others was at the forefront of all that you do in in that profession um and yet affording yourself that same kindness and compassion and you no know, I think my, myself you know I mentor I work with other people and yet it's still difficult often to give yourself that same care, kindness and compassion. Well, exactly, exactly. And and it is that because it's almost um, being brought up in, and also your own habits and how you see yourself as you have got to be the strong one. And uh, when it comes to the professional education itself, also having to be professional, you know? So things that people are trying to do now more so about sitting down and crying with somebody in nursing. Oh, yes, you're mm -hmm. caring, you're compassionate, you're empathic, but it's unprofessional to cry with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like contradictions. Mm -hmm. And life is full of contradictions sometimes and that. And I think 
as I have got older, I've always been a rebel anyway and do my own thing. <laughs> so, you know, when I was a midwife, I was a radical midwife and, and, and all that. <laughs> oh, now, we're, now we're learning the real stuff about you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've always been uh, radical and do things um, uh, differently or, um, or ask why, you know, before <laughs> I do anything half the time. And, and, and so, yeah, so, so there is that but it gets you into trouble <laughs> you see and uh, it depends on the cost of that um, uh, trouble uh, really sometimes but it's nice to see that over time as well there are actually people that think the same as you that has been the other uh, good thing particularly with this COVID because sometimes you can just sort of almost feel so isolated because you sort of think, oh, my God, it's only me that's thinking this way, mm-hmm. you know. But there are others and the opportunity to network mm-hmm. with others as well that feel that is fantastic. Mm. I agree. and Yeah, I, and that's something I've said so many times in terms of the, you know, the, the paths I've been really fortunate to cross over the last 12 months with with people like yourself who, you know, had it not been for COVID, our paths would not wouldn't have crossed. And I think that that's something I'm I'm really taking from like this is the the diversity of people I've met from different professions, from different parts of the country, from you know, from, from with different perspectives. And I think that feels like it's just it's opened up so many questions, possibilities, um, opportunities. And that's, you know, I, I suppose one of the things thinking in my mind is how do I make sure I keep hold of all of the, those positive things as we transition back to more face-to-face, more of the stuff that we would maybe have called normal? Because I don't want to lose any of that. I don't want to lose those connections and because they've been so powerful and so valuable. Yes, and that is a challenge at the minute when you see how people are rushing back to a normal that never was normal and um, you want to hold on. And I am just holding on to that, those little seeds, like mm-hmm. you have said, and letting them grow, nurture mm-hmm. them um, in connecting with the people and seeing what there is out there that's you know, doing the same. So there are people that are really wanting to make a difference. It's just sometimes overwhelming. Uh, Yesterday in uh, one of the reading groups, we're talking about caring economics. And sometimes it can be quite overwhelming when you think, how do you turn this tanker (laughs) and, and change it? But I've also become um, more humble as I have got older in just starting where I am. Mm. And whatever little bit I can do is important. And I, and that was another thing that really resonated with me in here in your, in your lovely little book, uh, Trojan, uh, Trojan Mice. Uh, many, many years ago when I was doing a bit of rebelling again, um, about a decade ago or so, uh, I was labeled as tra- Trojan mouse and I didn't quite get the meaning. <laughs> but reading your, your thing, it's, it really explains it really Brilliant. clearly. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, and I, you know, that, I, 
I, I love this idea of, um, you know, change is hard and big change sometimes feels out of our reach. Yes. Um, like I watched this week, I've been watching the Greta Thunberg, um, A Year to Change the World. I can't remember what the, if that's the right word, the right um, title of the programme. But, you know, watching that and seeing this young girl who has, you know, made this, you know, has got this big mission, but is doing little steps along the way and doing what she can and is very aware of, you know, what she can and can't do, but is mobilising and almost saying to other people, it's okay to to care, to do all these things. And, and uh, you know, that made me re- really, um, and having, yeah, thought about this Trojan Mice idea and how there's so many of us, but if, how can we all connect ourselves together? That's my question, I suppose, that I'm taking forward yeah. over the next few weeks is if we're all doing our little thing, how can we, I don't know, could we create something where we can all be aware of the little things that the other, that other people are doing so that we feel part of something bigger? Because us taking those individual small steps, those small actions, whether it's climate change, whether it's care and empathy, whether it's challenging, uh, you know, I don't know, commercial commercialization whether capitalism whatever it is how can we start to connect all those little things because cumulatively we must all you know if we're all moving and doing something we must be making an impact somehow and somewhere yeah I almost see it as an infiltration uh, rather than a collection of in that connection in that our little bits are important is there is knowing that so like I was saying in in the uh, caring economics mm-hmm. and somebody in there was really sort of thinking from where they are just commissioning contracts and 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 whatever <laughs> they can't even begin to think of some of the concepts that were to- being talked about and then actually sort of saying oh do you know what the ICSs are doing the integrated care systems are doing now some of the values that are in here actually in it so being aware of what's happening and then connecting and some of those Mm -hmm. people when you're on that journey is like what has happened here you know I didn't plan to meet you (laughs) or neither you me (laughs) you know but our paths crossed Mm -hmm. so it would for me it's kind of going to be a mixture of yes some conscious effort of being in certain spaces Mm -hmm. but also just leaving one open Mm -hmm. but continuing with our beat because the other thing as well that has really come to make a lot of meaning is what's in your control Mm. And again, you've got another poem in here that's similar <laughs> to that, you know, so that reminded me uh, of that. But if I may, I want to go back to Trojan Mars because mm-hmm. it's only a few lines. Creeping slowly through the night, turning darkness into light, changing things along our way, creating difference every day, winning hearts and winning minds, being caring, being kind, being fierce, but being nice. Join us. We are the Trojan Mice. And, uh, you know, beautiful. <laughs> like, again, it feels really strange to have somebody read my poem back to me. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but it's just those things, and they've got their time and their meaning. 
if you see what I mean, and if yeah. you just look at what we've just been talking about. Absolutely. That says it better than me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I think that I, 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 and I think that there's a lot in what we've talked about today around that's values based in terms of really knowing who you are and what matters to you. And without that, it's very hard to do anything else because if you haven't got something that grounds you and, and even coming back to, you know, caring for yourself and trusting yourself and all of those sorts of things, actually, if you haven't, if you don't do all of those things, then it does at some point become very hard to keep giving care and compassion to others because you haven't got that yourself. And so, you know, having that, you know, what do I care about? What matters? And then aligning and looking at, okay, how do I bring that to life through how I behave? How do I interact with others? How do I, and I love what you said a minute, a few minutes ago around it's being open. So some things it will be intentional and deliberate and right. I'm going to go there because I can make this point or this connection or raise this. But then it's just turning up with a, I think Brene Brown talks about having an open heart or so, you know, somebody talks about open, it's that um, it, it's going in, being open to possibility yes. um, and not closing yourself off and yes. uh, realising, oh, I could, ex and you talked about journey. It's like, oh, there's a path. Yes, I could go and explore that path and just see where it goes. Well, if, yeah, explore the path and see where it goes. Yeah, in theory, you talks of open minds, open hearts and open will. You know, mm. so that's why sometimes rather than just be preoccupied uh, with my thing and also being non-judgmental, that's another one I really am working on and will continue to work on because mm. it's lifelong as such, because sometimes the opportunities I've missed all miss within because I've already prejudged that that's not my thing. I'm not going to be in there. And yeah. then all of a sudden... It's like this well-being thing, an hour of sitting there doing what? You know, talking fluff. And, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, just being there and sometimes not even saying anything. Mm. It's just amazing how powerful mm. it is. Mm, absolutely. And uh, be before we start to wrap up, I'm curious, you've talked about your journey that you're on. So I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, where you are at the moment in that path and what you see ahead, you know, if, if we could describe, I don't know, if you can bring it to life through imagery or something, you know, where are you at and where do you see that journey taking you next, if you know that it's? I don't know. I don't know is the, is the answer. I am very much, what I'm discovering is that being values-based, not in a way that's rigid either, um, just as a guide. Mm. Uh, that's the map. Sometimes when I feel lost, that I look at just to give, to give me a bit of balance and bearings. And in just being, and that wanting to make a difference, and that difference doesn't have to be big, small, or whatever, whatever it is, but anchored in the passions around justice, in the passions around making a difference, in the passions of just the simple things that we don't do well, listening, you know? So those spaces for listening have just been fantastic in grounding back to say mm. you just don't have to always open your mouth just be there. The bit I just shared with you about you don't have to fix. Mm. Just walk alongside, you know. So that's the journey. 
and it's taking me to different um, uh, places. I'm just in the process of, I've been invited to uh, chair charity uh, um, as a um, trustee. Uh, and again, many people have been saying, you're wasting your talents. You've done so much. Okay, I've got so many things. Why don't you become this executive or that director or whatever? And I'm not going to go for something simply because of title. I don't do titles anymore. I want to be in those spaces where it doesn't matter what job you do, how old you are, what you look like, or whatever you, it's what inspires me in you, you know, as such to fuel that fire for us to make this world a little bit better. So, yeah, so the journey is that I mentioned that chairing of that um, um, is the Birmingham Talking um, newspaper. Um, it's not finalized yet, but something like that talks to me mm. and it's aligned with my values. So, you know, I would be willing and interested in helping with that that sort of thing. But I'm just taking it as coming. The beauty of it is that I don't have to sleep and worry thinking, what job am I going to do next? You know, or what am I doing tomorrow? There's plenty to be uh, to be done. Plenty to be done and a lifelong death. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's sort of, that feels like a um yeah, a nice place to pause the conversation. And and I usually ask my invite my guests just to maybe um yeah, leave us with a final reflection. And so I, I, as I give you a minute or so just to think about what you might offer us to finish, um, and it can be anything, doesn't even have to be connected to what we've talked about. You know, I think for me, what I'm taking from this conversation is definitely the importance of understanding who you are and, and what matters, but that not being rigid about that. That that feels important. And go. It's not really about going with the flow, but it's having that map of things that give you something to ground you when things are feeling a bit tough or a bit, you know, the seas are a bit stormy. You've got something that you can kind of just take that step back, take that deep breath and kind of go, it's okay. It's okay. Be, be kind to yourself and others um, and, and just take those moments and, yeah, and keep making a difference. I think that's definitely something that we've talked about um, when we spoke previously, but, you know, under, appreciating and understanding that however small the things I do, if they're aligned with what I believe and they're aligned with my values, then those small steps will lead somewhere positive and open the doors to possibilities that maybe I don't even know exist yet. And maybe they don't exist yet, but it's being open to those and seeing where, seeing where that goes to. Um, so those are the things I'm maybe taking away. Um, but yeah, I'll just in, I'll invite you to offer us something to, or yeah, offer a reflection to finish with. Um, I am taking away a lot of energy. I'm sitting here feeling beautiful, feeling at one, <laughs> um, and, and looking forward to what I'm going to do next, uh, which is going to go to the shops to get some dinner. <laughs> Uh, for uh, for to uh, for tonight, and and just taking each day as it comes, and this is the beauty of it. This is the journey, uh, and you know, you here has been a replenishing stop. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is the journey. I love that, and so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. 
My thanks again to my guest, Algar Gorodema Braid, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.